look, anybody can buy beans and put them in a bag and sell them. That's not the hard part. The hard part is maintaining a standard and an expectation of our consumers. Um, our consumers buy our product and they feed it to their uh, children. They feed it to their family. They feed it to their friends. That's a big responsibility. And we spend a lot of time taking that responsibility very seriously. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. In our community, food is a big deal. So are tradition and culture. That's why for nearly 100 years, Camellia brand beans have been used in some of the region's most iconic recipes in households all over Jefferson Parish and beyond. The company's deep roots in our community have helped L.H. Hayward & Company, the packager of Camellia's many dried beans, peas, and lentils, to become a tradition of its own. L.H. Hayward was founded in 1923. The bean business is now a fourth-generation, family-owned, internationally recognized brand. The local food manufacturer opened its manufacturing facility in Jefferson Parish in the 1970s, and that is where they have stayed and grown ever since. I am so excited to feature an interview with Vince Hayward, CEO of L.H. Hayward. He is deeply steeped in New Orleans culture and takes seriously the responsibility of providing the company's customers with the highest quality products. On this episode, Vince and I talked about carrying the torch of the family business, some of the company's recent acquisitions, and the unexpected bean boom that happened during the COVID-19 pandemic. I really enjoyed learning more about this iconic brand that has helped to shape red beans and rice recipes all over our community for generations. Enjoy. Vince, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for for being on the show today. Um, We're so excited to have you. Sure. I appreciate the opportunity. It's great. Great to be here with you. We are so excited to talk about this iconic New Orleans brand. But first, I want to ask you how you're doing, how your family and friends are doing. You know, we, we are obviously in kind of uncertain, uh, challenging times now. And so I've really been kicking off the show every week with, you know, I, just a pulse check on how people are doing. That's great. I appreciate it. You know, I, I count myself as one of the fortunate who, have, who had the virus early on. Oh, wow. And I, uh, you know, I, I went through it without hardly any ill effects. And so um, I then, then was tested for the antibodies, and I do have the antibodies. So, I, you know, I, I, feel, uh, I feel fortunate from that respect. My stress level is uh, somewhat less than my family members that haven't had it. Yeah. You know, having said that, I still think it's very important that we – practice all of the PPP protocols that are set out and I wear my mask, you know, no problems and yeah. things like that. So yeah, That's it's been, good. you know, it's been a, it's been a, you know, what, what, what can we say? 2020 has been a crazy year, right? What's next? <laughs> you know? right, I know. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well. That's, I did not realize that you had had it early on. So I'm um, glad that you've recovered. Glad you have the antibodies. Oh. That's great. <laughs> I may, I, I'm, I'm considering a tattoo, you know, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I like that. Well, I, I want to talk about your business. Um, L.H. Hayward is a fourth generation family owned business based in Jefferson Parish. Mm-hmm. And you give us kind of a brief history of this nearly, I think it's a hundred year old company. I mean, you guys have been around for 
forever. Yeah. So technically we're 98 years old. Um, we're pushing a hundred. Uh, we round up to a hundred at this point, I guess yeah. we're, we're planning our hundredth celebration. Um, and, um, but the roots, the roots of our company go back to new Orleans. Um, we were, um, founded in, uh, 1923. And, um, we started off as a, as a merchant in the French market in new Orleans. And uh, at some point we became a supplier to those merchants. And, um, you know, my, my ancestors had, had come from the Caribbean and, um, uh, it was there, they had a, a, found an affinity for beans and because it's such a part of the staple, you know, we share so much of our culture here in New Orleans with Caribbean mm. islands. Um, so when they came, I mean, they had a very sort of cognizant uh, appreciation of beans, dried beans, red beans, black beans, things like that. And that came with them. And, uh, you know, as, as things progress and change over the years, we were supplying merchants in the French Quarter uh, with, with, with all types of produce. And then over the years, that just has sort of whittled itself down to dried beans. And then uh, from then on, we've been in the bean business and um, we source and sell and export um, dry beans. And that's uh, uh, all we do, <laughs> you know, essentially. And um, we work very hard at it to make sure that we can um, continue to uh, support our, our consumers and our customers in a way in which they've been accustomed to. I love that. And I love that this is a, a business that was born out of your family culture and your history that has just kind of become such a well-loved brand in our community. Sure, sure. I mean, uh, you know, I consider it, well, the dish, let's just say this, the dish of red beans and rice is iconic, right? And it's, uh, and our brand is inextricably associated with that. And I like to say we're woven into the culture and fabric of the city of New Orleans. And, um, um, and, and, and all of that great, wonderful culture that's just sort of steeped for many, many years, right? Yeah. And uh, um, I consider that a huge, um, um, gift and responsibility at the same time. Certainly. To be a part of that. Yeah. Uh, that's so wonderful. And I, I read on your website that you have a lot of employees that have been with the company for many, many years, which I think says a lot about your business. Um, well, we're a family owned business. We, you know, we're running a, we were running a sort of a family atmosphere for the good and the bad that all that brings. Right. Um, and turnover is not, uh, uh, does it turnover has not been an issue for us. You know, we have people, most of our, uh, team members come and, um, and, uh, they don't leave. So, uh, so that's great. Yeah. And, you know, I think we're currently running around 75 employees organizationally wide. Uh, we had a few more during the height of the COVID, uh, uh, pandemic. And we, we actually, uh, had to, bring on a, a second shift to keep up with the demand wow. and the production rigors that were in play. Um, dried beans really took off as an item in the grocery stores. Huh. And um, it was, uh, uh, I think, probably uh, at the end of this year, we'll probably have sold more beans this year than we have ever sold. Wow. We'll see how that goes. But uh, that's that's what we're pushing for. But yeah, I mean, it's... Um, you know, we, we, we try to run our organization where 
um, we honor and respect the individual first. And then um, just as important to that is the work that needs to be done, you know, and, 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 and to maintain the standards and the quality that all of our consumers and customers expect us to maintain. You know, yeah. when, you, when you cook a pot of beans, you expect them to be good. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work and it's a big investment in time. And, uh, you know, we, we can't mess that up for people because believe me, we hear about it. <laughs> we do. Well, and that leads me to my next question, which is the Hayward standard. You guys have like your own standard of bean. <laughs> well, we do. Look, you do anything for a hundred years, you know, you get, you get good at it. And then, you know, you, you have a reputation out in the community. And, and, and the way our business works is that we, we, can, we contract directly with uh, farmers and growers all over the country. Depending on the variety, there's probably going to be a region in which it grows the best. Wherever those regions are for any certain varieties, let's just say um, um, navy beans grow best in Michigan. So, um, you know, we've been contracting with the same growers and farmers and co-ops in Michigan for, you know, 30, 40 years. We're, I guess, known to be extremely picky about what we will accept and what we won't. And we won't hesitate to reject a uh, product that doesn't meet our quality standards. Sure. So over the years, when we talk to growers, hey, how's the harvest going? What's your inventory look like? Things like that. Um, they've repeated back to us, well, we've got you know X amount in stock, but they're not good enough for you. They don't meet the Hayward standard. <laughs> what I do have are these that, will, that we can ship to you. So that's just sort of an, you know, kind of a quick little history on how that came about. But yeah, we're, we're known as being super picky and, and we spend a lot of time not accepting a product that people attempt to send us. I'm sure that translates into just the highest quality customer experience too. I mean, like you said, you hear about it if it's not at the level that is expected. I mean, it, that's just, I think that's yeah. wonderful. Well, that's essentially our job, you know, and, and that's what I, that's what I talk to my team about is that, you know, we're, look, anybody can buy beans and put them in a bag and sell them. That's not the hard part. The hard part is maintaining a standard and an expectation of our consumers. Um, our consumers buy our product and they feed it to their uh, children. They feed it to their family. They feed it to their friends. That's a big responsibility. And we spend a lot of time taking that responsibility very seriously. And I can really like feel it and see it and hear it in the way that you speak about this, that you are wow. passionate about taking care of your customers. We are. We are. We so are. how many products do you manufacture? Um, I think right now we have about 20 different varieties of dried beans that we source and sell. A few of them are export only that, you know, we don't really see here in the U.S. Um, but for the most part, um, 20. So and then you and you know each one might have about four or five different sizes so you know maybe maybe about a hundred different unique products that, that end up going out the door whether that's to a retail grocery store like uh, Rouse's or Walmart or Winn-Dixie and then a big part of them go directly to institutions like restaurants and schools and hotels and things like that if you came to our place, all you would see is dried beans everywhere. <laughs> Stack floor to ceiling. Dried That's beans. awesome. <laughs> um, well, I'm sure that keeps you guys just insanely busy, which is, you know. Yeah, especially right now. 
And we will um, talk about this in just a few minutes, um, about the, the bean boom, I think is what uh, uh, we've been calling it. So. <laughs> yeah, the bean boom. Yeah. But I, before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about growing this business over the years. This is a homegrown business that was started in our region that has grown into an international industry leader. So, and this is family owned, like we've said. So how did you and your family really help facilitate that growth over the years? And I mean, I'd love to hear your story too about how you came into this. It's a family business. Did you always know you wanted to, to be part of the business? How did that work for you? Yeah. So, you know, growing up as a kid, I would, I would, um, come, come visit my dad at work and, 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 and got to know some of the, the, the workers that were here. And that became a, um, a part of my life early on. And, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, at some point I just, I think it was in college where it really dawned on me that this would definitely be a career that I would, um, enjoy and appreciate tackling and and uh my my in my father's wisdom he said that he would not hire me um unless i got another job first outside of college unless i went somewhere else and got some experience first so really my first job out of college was a, i was a drugstore manager at KMB drugs and it was really proved to be a real valuable experience it was there that i learned about merchandising and pricing and employees and managing and and, and things like that so um, that's, that's really where I learned the world of retail at first. And then, um, when I started with the company, I was a, a route salesman and I would call on the Schwegman grocery store chain. And in those days, uh, the salesman would go in, count the stock in the stock room, go on the shelf, stock the shelf, place the order. And then I would go find a payphone, <laughs> call in from a payphone and, uh, you know, arrange the shipment to that particular store. That's that's where I started in the company. I've always had a passion for business. I've always had a passion uh, for people. Yeah. And um, um, as my uh, father got older and retired, uh, you know, my responsibilities in the company just sort of grew and grew each year. And then um, I think that I took over in earnest as CEO of the company about uh, 12, 11 years ago. Uh, my uncle, who's, who's the third generation, is still active in the business and, and we work together and see each other and run the business together. I don't know if there's going to be a fifth generation taking over. I, mean, I have kids and I have uh, some nieces and nephews, so all that remains to be seen. However, um, I don't anticipate us ever selling this company it wouldn't be something that that we would entertain, um, so it will remain in the family as as, as if, if I have anything to do with it. I personally don't see myself as an owner of the company. I just see myself as the person who's sort of steering the ship right now. Um, I didn't find I did I wasn't the founder here, so uh, you know I've come in, and then I will at some point hand hand off the reins to someone else and. Uh, that dawns on me as a huge honor and privilege to be able to serve in that capacity. And I'm, it's, it matches up with what I love to do. So um, it's been a great fit for me, even, even in the last four months. <laughs> it's been, yeah, sure. <laughs> been a lot of fun. In terms of growing the company, really the growth of the company um, sort of coincided with uh, the growth of social media. And, um, you know, when, when social media really started to kick off, and maybe a little bit before that, you know, with the, with the digital, digital age, 
came on strong, you know, it became clear to us that, you know, we would need that, that a website was a little bit more than just a utilitarian tool, that it became a way to share our story. So, um, you know, we had our first website, I think in 09 or, or 07 or something like that. And it was about the time that Facebook got started. So we, you know, we were like, Hey, let's sign up for this too. And, um, it, it really, over the years, we've, we've, we've told our story we've created a lot of content and it, with that content, we've gotten a lot of consumer feedback and we've always, for whatever reason, thankfully that we did, we took that feedback very seriously. So we simply listened to what our consumers told us and we responded to it. So, uh, you know, we, we, we would make a, a, put out a recipe, you know, the consumers would say, Hey, this is great, but have you thought about that? And we'd say, okay, we're going to do that. So it wasn't really a stroke of genius by any stretch of the imagination. It was really just sort of um, kind of following where, where um, our consumers took us. And then, um, you know, we've always been um, centered around that, you know, serving the consumer. If you serve the consumer, they're going to come back, you know. And um, we've always been orientated around that. And then in, um, and then as, as time went on, we just, we just sort of kept doubling down on that, you know, and 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 so as our story has gone out into the world, um, other other places have gotten int interested in it, and um, you know, I would say our distribution has really has really grown significantly. We're distributed throughout the United States, uh, you know, uh, sporadically. Um, most of our sales and most of our distribution happens in the Southeast United States and kind of up into the Carolinas. Um, that's where we sell most of our product, but we have, we have great business in California and Colorado and, and, uh, places like that. You know, we sell a product that really the more, uh, the more accepting a culture is of beans in general, the more success we have there. I sort of liken it to, uh, maybe something like sauerkraut, you know, in, you wouldn't sell a whole lot of sauerkraut in the South, but if you were in the North, you'd sell a ton of it. So you know, I wherever really people that. sort of generally speaking eat beans, that's where we do well. So I like that. been a quick primer on, on kind of how our growth has happened. That's really interesting. And I love the sauerkraut analogy because I'm yeah. originally, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where, you know, you it's go. a lot of like <laughs> bratwurst yeah. and sauerkraut sure. and all yeah. that. So yeah. yeah, that's, uh, that's really, really interesting. And yeah, I, you guys know your sausages up there. We do. Know? We do. We, you know, we have two <laughs> kinds, smoked and andouille. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's it. Which are both delicious. I say smoked and andouille. We have andouille and then pork sausage. It's just, you know. Different. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I love that you mentioned that your dad didn't let you just start in the business. I've been doing this podcast for, you know, almost a year. And when I mm -hmm. interview, uh, when I interview owners or people who work in family owned businesses, a lot of times I hear that, that their parents mm -hmm. wanted them to work somewhere else before they worked in the family business. I think that's yeah. really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'll do the same with my children, you know, if they, if they, if they um, want to come into the family business, they will, they'll go gain experience elsewhere. It's really, I, I think that's really, really wonderful thinking. It, it just didn't seem like it at the time. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, well, you know, talking about your growth, L.H. Hayward has recently acquired several companies, right? Can, can you tell us a little bit about those acquisitions and what they mean for, for your company? 
The first is uh, is a is a, a seasoning company and blending company called Gulf Coast Blenders. They've been around since uh, mid '80s. The the we were a customer and client of that customer of that company, and the uh, the ownership was ready to retire and move on. And um, I felt like it was important that 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 business stay around. So we we came to an agreement. We were able to purchase it. Um, it did provide some synergies. Uh, with us in terms of all of that business's clients are institutional and food service. And we do a lot of institutional and food service business. So there was a, you know, it was, it, it made sense from that perspective. Um, we do some, uh, we do a lot of seasoning blends. We do a lot of batters and fries and things like that. So, um, and it felt good to make sure that that business didn't go anywhere, um, that it was able to stay and serve its customers. I will tell you this, I've got it, you know, uh, maybe, a year ago, so right before the, yeah, I bought it right before sort of all that business evaporated overnight. So it's been a challenging uh, couple months, um, but we've been able to really pivot and um, and capitalize on the um, the the opportunities that are out there. And then the next one is, is sort of the same thing. Um, it's a company currently located in Baton Rouge, but they were actually founded in New Orleans a hundred years ago. This it was a, it's a really great story of the uh, Frasina family that migrated from Palermo, Sicily to New Orleans with when at a time when many Italians uh, were coming to New Orleans. And, and um, so there's a great obviously everyone knows about the great Italian influence on our city. And anyway, they have been in the pasta business ever since. And. Uh, they're still, we're, we're, they, we are still making the pasta like it was made a hundred years ago. You know, we hand, we make it by hand. It comes out of a, a thick bronze dye and then we put it in a wooden cellar and dry it very slowly. So both of those brands were, were, were in alignment with values that are very important to me, which are about quality and authenticity. So it was you know, kind of a no brainer. And again, that ownership there was looking to retire and I really didn't want to see it go away. So we were able to purchase that. And um, it's, it's, both of them are doing well, you know. I'm uh, so happy to hear that. And I, I, I find it so notable that one of the large reasons for these acquisitions is because you didn't want to see these, these traditions and these, these well-known brands disappear. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we are a tradition. Um, at our heart with uh, Camellia and the, and, and the beans. So really those things are, are important. And I think, you know, yeah, once a person's lifetime of work has been lost, it's lost. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come back. And, you know, not only that, I, I hope to make them a, a grow them and make them a successful, you know, a success and sort of add to what we do in a real synergistic way. But, you know, by a long shot, Dried beans are what we do in, in, in the vast majority of our business, without a doubt. And I'm sure that those business owners are so happy to have handed the keys off of off to somebody who understands their brand and, and really believes in the value of that tradition. I'd like to think so. Oh, I guess time will tell, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's yeah. going to be. I can't wait yeah, to see how you grow those businesses. Great relationships with the sellers of both companies who've stayed involved and, and help us out as we as we work. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So now I want to talk a little bit about the bean boom. Mm -hmm. How sure. has L.H. Hayward, it, it sounds like instead of being 
negatively impacted, which, you know, we've heard so many of these, these stories throughout this pandemic of, of businesses that are, are struggling, it, it sounds like the opposite has happened for, for you guys, which is wonderful news. People are going crazy for beans right now, huh? <laughs> yeah, so that's the good news. Um, demand is way up. Uh, the challenge has been is that supply was way down. Hmm. And then the other challenge for our company is that all of our institutional and restaurant business sort of, uh, and even export business, huh. uh, evaporated Oh yeah, that's overnight. Tough. So we were really forced to um, kind of rethink our business model and respond accordingly and um, pursue every sort of uh, retail opportunity we could. And fortunately that that was successful and we were able to not only maintain our current workforce, but add to it throughout the pandemic, which is, uh, as you said, a real fortunate position for us to be in. And however, you know, wasn't without its challenges, still not without its challenges in terms of keeping everyone safe, not only our our team members here, but you know their families and their children, and 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 also the fact that we produce food. It, it's you know the safety of that food is of utmost priority at all times, without a doubt. The refocus on staple items by uh, consumers throughout the country is a phenomenon that not just dry beans have experienced, but many sort of um, areas in which uh, home cooking has has kind of lost favor over the years and now all of a sudden there's a spotlight back on it you know the the baking industry has gone crazy everyone's baking right now um, you can't get flour <laughs> you couldn't get any yeast you know things like that so um, so but yeah sort of a sort of a, a rekindled love for dried beans has happened throughout the country and um, we were anticipating that potentially consumers would just simply fill up their pantry and then not buy any more beans. But so far that hasn't happened. You know, everyone really has really cooked them and enjoyed them and kind of come back to them. And then um, I, I couldn't be more pleased, obviously from someone in my position. Sure, That's know. fantastic. Just as a, just as a quick side note, the, you know, beans, dried beans are typically harvested once per year. So whatever's harvested has to last us throughout the year. Huh. And, um, last year's harvest was really small because we had a lot of rain it was a very wet harvest and 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 we just weren't able to get the quantity of beans out of the fields that we normally do along comes the pandemic and then everyone's sort of wanting beans on a year in which uh, we didn't have a great harvest so it's been it's it's been tough you know it's been tough to make sure that we get a, a good um supply and more importantly, quantity is quality. Make sure that we get get beans in that we that we're proud to sell. So, right. Anyway, we you know we've been busy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. certainly not without its challenges. But I I am thrilled that it has I, that you were able to pivot and focus on that retail side. That's that's mm -hmm. really wonderful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to that point, you know yeah. we so Jedco recently launched a a new campaign in conjunction with a lot of different business organizations throughout the parish called Spend Local JP, where we're really focusing in on encouraging residents to spend their dollars here and focus on, on homegrown brands like yours um, because we know how important it is. And so, you know, we know that uh, LH Hayward, the Camellia Bean brand, this is a staple in our community. So, and I know that so many of our residents have 
have helped build this brand over the years just through their support. So can you talk about how important it is to your business to, to, to be supported locally? Well, it's everything, you know, and it's, uh, that's sort of what I was alluding to earlier in terms of when I say it's such a privilege and a responsibility, definitely consider it a a two-way street. You know, we're supported so fantastically uh, by the residents of Jefferson Parish and all the neighboring parishes. In order to be a good citizen of our area, you know, we respond in kind, not just with our product, but we, we're, we're very active in, in food bank and donations and we're always supporting, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many little, little league teams we've you know, sponsored. However, you know, but sort of a, above and beyond that, I think it's important that we offer good quality jobs and employment to the people in the community and that we're just a good corporate citizen in general. And uh, we respond in kind. We're, we're, we're uh, loading up beans right now that are headed over to the areas impacted by the recent hurricane. But yeah, it's great to be a part of Jefferson Parish. It's a uh, it's a great place to do business. You know, it's a great climate, both politically, tax wise, infrastructure wise, all of those things that are so uh, workforce wise, all of those things that are just so important to be able to to operate and maintain a uh, a business, a manufacturing business. Um, we have great success, you know, in Jefferson Parish with that. Um, so I realize that it may sound like a commercial, but that's not my my intention. But um, you know, we we moved here in the Elmwood Industrial Park when it was first uh, sort of forming in the early '70s, and I got to tell you, I, I don't think it's ever done on us to move anywhere else. So um, we, oh. you know, we love being here. We're centrally located. Uh, we get to the West Bank really easily, and um, the roads are good, <laughs> things like that. So yeah, it works out well. We love to hear that. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, our, our team and all of our elected officials and all of the folks who, who work at in Jefferson Parish really work hard to make this, this community um, a strong hub for innovation and a destination for business. So it's, it's wonderful to hear that a business that has been here for, for quite some time is doing so well. So um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Really, I really enjoyed our conversation. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. Yeah, thank you so, so much for being on the show. It has been such a pleasure to have you, and, and we really appreciate you being a, a part of our community. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. A special thanks to Vince Hayward for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on the show. If this episode had you craving red beans and rice, you're not alone. Check out the podcast page on our website for a link to the Camellia brand website, which has a long list of recipes that call for their dried beans. They also have great cooking tips. I want to get serious here for just a moment. Last week, Hurricane Laura devastated parts of Southwest Louisiana. Over 80,000 people in Lake Charles have been impacted by the storm and many more across the state. JEDCO joins a team of professional organizations that are collecting donations for the Southwest Louisiana Economic Development Alliance to help aid in recovery efforts. Business communities and organizations are in dire need right now. Please consider supporting our efforts with a donation to the Southwest Louisiana Economic Development Alliance Foundation, a 501c3 corporation. You can make a tax-deductible donation at paypal.me slash swalliancefoundation. That's paypal.me slash swalliancefoundation. 
every little bit helps. We continue to help businesses navigate through the COVID-19 pandemic with new resources and information on our website. We've also launched the Spend Local JP campaign to encourage residents to spend their dollars locally. We have a great page with different ways your businesses can get involved. Find both web pages at jedco.org. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our podcasts are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite shows. If you like our show, please feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. Again, you can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at casegram at jedco.org. I love hearing from you. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here next week.